Welcome to Best Song Ever, Kevin's Version. I am, of course, uh, the illustrious co-host of this podcast, Kevin Connor, and with me, as always, is, uh, you know, someone that stole my scarf and broke my heart, Luke LeBen. How you doing, Luke? Um, I'm okay. I, I don't know that I agreed to this, to this Kevin's version, um, and I think... What are you implying that I'm like the scooter brawn of the podcasting world? Uh, no, I'm not. But I have come to the conclusion quite a while ago that there are no good scooters. Yes. Um, if yes. you're named Scooter, you're bad. Apologies to the Muppet. Um, you uh, you are caught up in this. Also, Lime scooters. Everyone hates them. You know. <laughs> if, so like, yeah, scooters suck. Razor, Razor scooters bashing your ankles. Yep, they were dangerous, but but they were so rad. They were, very but anyway, rad. Kev, what are we gonna do here on your version? I mean, what do you bring to the table that I don't? Uh, the same thing as always, but just hopefully slightly improved, maybe a little worse. I don't know. Everyone probably knows exactly what we're talking about. A certain blonde-haired singer released some new music that fans were eagerly awaiting. Of course, I'm talking about. Say it with me, Kevin. One, two, three. Avril Lavigne's new song, Bite Me. No, what? Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, I was talking about Avril Lavigne's new song, Bite Me, that I listened to today. I I refuse to support the clone of Avril Lavigne that has uh, taken up her role in the music I industry. I am so glad you brought up that conspiracy theory because I'm we're not here to talk about Avril Lavigne. We're obviously here to talk about Taylor Swift. She released Red Taylor's version, a thirty track. Whoa, man, this album a behemoth. Uh, eight a behemoth. Eight new songs. Uh, one featuring Phoebe Bridgers, a couple featuring Ed Sheeran, and, yeah. uh, Chris Stapleton. That was good. Apparently, Mark Foster from Foster the People's on it somewhere, but he didn't get a credit. That's cool. Gary um, Lightbody of Snow Patrol found out that guy's I name love this that week. Song. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Um, yeah, I was um daunted by this on Friday. I don't know if that's how you use that, just because there was so much out and there's this thirty track album, um, and also like the Fearless was still like the fearless re-record was still kind of like country-ish there was just some guitar sounds i didn't love Mm -hmm. on it and so i thought this would be the same but and i was also like a few of these singles like i knew your trouble just really take me back to like our like college days well this is when i I, like was like oh cool taylor swift actually makes music i like for sure i knew you were trouble and we are never ever getting back together were songs that i I purchased on iTunes because that really dates when this was. Yeah. Did you uh, know All Too Well before? Had you ever heard the shorter version? Uh, I may have heard it, but I did not know it in the capacity that it exists in now. Oh, it's a behe- yes. it is Behemoth is the word it's I'm going to stick with. Leviathan as mm-hmm. well. That's a similar one. Yes. Uh, and... I love that 10 minute version, but there's a handful of songs that I didn't know. Holy ground is great. Uh, the lucky one, that one with Gary Lightbody is very good. Um, and the one, the new one with Phoebe's Phoebe Bridgers, of yeah. course, like always nailing it. I thought she wrote that verse, but then found out that it was Taylor, but still awesome song. That's My super well story about red Taylor's version was last Thursday night. I was going to bed, and every every night at like eleven thirty, I'm like, all right, 
it's you time. pray to Taylor Swift and you say, "Now I lay me down to sleep." No, I, I just I go to my soul to keep. I go to bed at the same time, and like very little will uh will stop that. And then Annie was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna stay up and just like listen to a few songs." I'm like, yeah. "Oh yeah, hell yeah, do it, baby!" Like that's that's sweet. Um, Two and I hours later. No, I woke up at one thirty, like <laughs> rub my eyes. I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I walked into the living room, and Annie's got like a glass of wine, and Taylor's version's playing on the TV. And I'm like, "Are you listening to it again?" She's like, "We're almost done." That's so funny. We're the reverse of each other because I'm the one who stays up late, and Kyle wakes up, and then your uh, fiance Annie is the one who stays up late, and you wake up, and you're like, "What are you doing?" So that's funny. Um, but this is, I'm glad you brought up the Avril Lavigne conspiracy theory because you know there are many Taylor Swift conspiracy theories. It's all still like Easter egg hunting. Yeah, like she does that herself. Yeah, yeah, she's she's putting it in there with all the Jill and Hall, the red scarf. Um, but these Swifty sleuths, as I'm calling them, they are something else. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so Kyle the other day. Uh, you know, she updates me. There's a lot of Taylor Swift on TikTok, and so she's always sending me a bunch of stuff, showing me stuff. But uh, there was one that really uh, caught my attention because she's like, you know how they think that Harry Styles committed vehicular manslaughter? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, wait, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I forgot that they even dated. Or maybe I didn't know. But uh, then I was like, wait, I didn't even know they were dating. And I'm like... That's ridiculous. And then she plays me the clip of the <laughs> lyrics that are, remember when you hit the brakes too soon, 20 stitches in the hospital room. And then there's like a couple more lyrics after it. I was like, this motherfucker committed vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> and um, spoilers for Succession season one. <laughs> um, but I'm like, so people think they pulled a Kendall Roy where killed someone, but you're rich so you covered it up and um i i don't think it's true obviously but i think it's uh fun to believe and i found this article called why fans think taylor swift or why fans think taylor swift and harry styles committed vehicular manslaughter and uh it's mainly that lyric i told you then there's another harry styles lyric about um how we never used to pray before but ever since new york where taylor was living He's been praying and something about like, uh, we're two ghosts standing in the place of you and me trying to remember how it feels to have a heartbeat. And, uh, some like, this is intriguing. This is one of those fun conspiracy theories that you're not going to like destroy any government buildings over. (laughs) Like we're just going to, Oh, what if I maintain, I may have said this before, but everyone gets one harmless conspiracy theory that they can believe in. Um, and so the author of this article is Nora Judge. This is on the windup. This is a site and it ends with this article is intended to explain the theory. I do not believe it to be true. Taylor or Harry, if you're reading this, I love you so much and I want to be your friend. Um, geez, that's just, uh, we need some hard hitting journalists on this to really stick it to them. We, uh, too many thirsty journalists. That's, that's the problem with this world. Too many journalists <laughs> staying up to watch red 10 minute version on SNL. Um, so maybe in the next, uh, re-record, we will get confirmation that Harry Styles is a murderer, but most likely it'll just be, uh, 
you know, some good new jams from the Swift. Yeah, the the first bonus track uh, off of 1989 is We Killed Someone in Upstate New York with a Car. Sorry. (laughs) Parentheses, Taylor's version. Yep. Uh, And she also played SNL, of course, this weekend. Did you watch? It was fantastic. Yes. uh, Annie had her friends over for a Swifty party where they went over their favorite and least favorite uh, songs from each album. And then oh, watched that's awesome. the All Too Well short film, which I was included on. And then we watched SNL nice. as well, which yeah. uh, it's cool. It's a it's a cool short film. It tells a nice story. I uh, I like I got nothing to praise yeah, for. Yeah, it like, it's, just a, it's a cool like release and rollout for this uh, for this project. For sure, I'm excited for 1989. That's like my favorite Taylor album. Yeah, that's a good one. Maybe still um, I. I love the poppiness of it. So, what's your favorite Swift song? It's mm. a tough choice. Mine's obviously going to be off of Folklore. I uh, I don't know some of the 1989 songs. Like I love Blank Space. Um, Wildest Dreams kind of like is having a renaissance because she put out her version of that already. That's mm. really good. And I, maybe Luke, it just. It might be uh, Shake It Off. Classic. It's, it's just, it's so Great good. Time. Yeah. Um, I did edit it to a video, so it's burned into my brain, but it's still, oh, God, I yeah. can still listen to it. That's how good it is. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, I think my favorite would have to be uh, either Seven from uh, Folklore or Peace, which uh, is the one with like no drums and that like, that like cool baseline and uh i love the lyric where she's like the devil's in the details but you got a friend in me um that's a super good one and aaron destner was like amazed that she could write something over it because it was so weird <laughs> so that's that's the power of the destner weirdy yep this is of course best song ever we are not just going to talk about taylor swift we're going to play some fantastic new music for you and uh kev you're going to start us off right? sure i am yeah, I got, a, I got a high energy, kick-ass track. Fuck yeah. That, uh, you know, I'm not sure if this falls, falls into the realm of my uh, year 2021 Year of Our Lord genre-filled pop-punk mood. But it's got some really good rock elements to it, while also being a bit poppy and maybe even a bit punky. So, like... Nice. It's it rules. Um and this is not like a nostalgic take on that genre, but this is a song that really made me long to listen to more rock music because I feel like that's a genre that is sometimes tough lame to f- it's tough to find new good rock music. Um there's a lot of like standards that come out like the Foo Fighters put out new albums all the time and like a lot of those bands and mm-hmm. are they as good as their older work? Usually not. Like, um, you want to like, rock? What was that? You want to rock? I want to rock. Like the yeah. song. But like, what's the last time you heard a good guitar solo? Um, probably on Red Taylor's version. <laughs> Pretty sure there's a couple on there. Is there? I think there is on on the first song. There's some like electric guitar part, but I'm just guessing. Well, Luke, 
Slow Thrust delivers. This album rules. This is exactly the kind of thing I needed this year, where a lot of my time has been pop and hip-hop focused, not to mention my nostalgic pop-punk like circuit that's wired into my head. There's a lot of uh, experimenting and living between genres on this album, and uh, singer, songwriter, guitarist, and aesthetic lead Leah Wellbaum had this to say. Parallel Timeline deals with the desire to heal, but now, but not knowing how. It is about looking outside of yourself for the answers and realizing they live within and not always knowing what to do with that. For me, live performance has always been the most healing things in my life, and I couldn't be more excited to share Parallel Timeline live with everyone this fall. Live music is truly magic. That sounds Le- great. I can't imagine being a... Um, musician who wanted nothing more to tour and then have the last two years so i think this is a feeling shared by a lot of people both uh musicians and concert goers alike yeah track i'm gonna be playing today is one of the album singles and i've been jamming to it all day while i was working on these notes so i won't hold back here's slow thrust with once more for the ocean
That was a solid rock song, Kevin. I liked the sound of it. I didn't love the like, ooh, that's just not my thing. But, you know, that's my problem. Uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for the ooze. I mean, I like an ooh at times. Uh, those ones didn't strike me, but I really liked like the melody and like that whole part where it was like, dun, 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 like where it's like yeah. cutting out and then hitting. That was super cool. Um, yeah, I dug the like you said, it's like it's reminiscent of some some rock stuff that we're familiar with, but like a new an interesting take on it. And it didn't feel like like dated. It just kind of reminded you of like, oh, this melody like is super like catchy. Like I harkens back to some of the pop rock, pop punk that we grew up listening to. Yeah. And, uh, it's yeah, a good album. It's a good I, uh, I really enjoy it. This is definitely the song that stands out to me, but there's some, there's some bangers. There's some jams. That was slow thrust with once more for the ocean from parallel timeline out now, courtesy of danger bird records. Are you sure their name's not sloth rust? <laughs> It's all one word. You don't know. I'm not. I'll I'll tell you what. I assumed slow thrust, but it very much could be sloth rust. And if it's sloth rust, I'm sorry, sloth rust. That's on me. That, uh, what was the singer's name? Uh, Leah Wellbaum. Yeah. Leah Wellbaum just is like, when I'm performing, I just feel like a rusty sloth. God, can you imagine? What's more bad? Sloths are already so slow. Oh, if they're rusty, Yikes. then they'll be like creaking and clanging all over the place. Um, by the way, speaking of good rock music, Kev, I wanted to tell you. So we played D D this weekend. We did, and um, my character is a Minotaur barbarian called Thick and Slender Kindfire, and yes, uh, I went into my barbarian rage this session and i said kevin cue up my barbarian theme which is boo man by baby keem because it's got a great horn part and he talks about barbarian shit barbarian tactics and uh so i went ahead and constructed uh you also were talking about very specific playlist names recently and i i have my other one yeah we tweeted ours and i have that beat because this one is entitled Hold on, let me get it up here. Make sure I'm saying it all. This one's entitled Step into the Rage Cage, Thake and Slender Kindfire's D&D Barbarian Rage Themes. <laughs> and <laughs> I got... You know what? Here's the thing. Luke, do you have more songs in this than just Boo Man? Oh, there's like 50 right now. Holy, okay. And I thought you were going to list them off. It is there for you like... to pull from as DM. All right, that's amazing. I because I want to be surprised by this. Okay, um, can I just tell you a, a couple that I feel like? No, you can tell the podcast. I'm gonna take my headphones off, and you wave at me when I put them back on. Okay, Kevin's not gonna listen. Uh, I'm gonna tell you some of the great tracks on here. So obviously, Boo Man, Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name of. I had to. Rage is in the title. Uh, Death freaking out. Very fitting for Barbarian Rage. I really liked. Uh, asap ferg's new level as uh a like D reference to like leveling up solid uh, and then ones that just apply to barbarian rage tko uh uncontrollable urge by devo rocket fuel by dj shadow and de la soul uh so so many classics a lot of great punk hip-hop good stuff 
You talked for Kevin- so long, I'm terrified there's something in there. <laughs> I just listed some of my favorites, and some of them align very well with some themes in D&D. So, uh, it, it works. So, yeah, that's uh, there for your DM pleasure. And now, yeah. I, I want to move along to my next song, because we've, t- we've been talking a lot about a lot of stuff, but this, you gotta hear it, Kev. Uh, last mini-sode, we were talking about Big Sean's EP, and yeah. you asked, like, do I like Big Sean? I'm like, I do. I think he's a great rapper. I said my favorite Detroit rapper is obviously Danny Brown. Um, and then I was like, although I'm going to play someone next time who is also uh, got that title of one of my favorite Detroit rappers. And this album is on my top 10 list. It is one of the best albums of the year. Wow. You got to go listen. So this is a gentleman by the name of Bruiser Wolf. Um, and you notice that first name Bruiser there? It's because he's part of Danny Brown's Bruiser Brigade. Um, oh. And yeah. And I completely missed this album. It was in March 29th is when it was released. And totally missed it. And actually, Bruiser Brigade Records put out a lot of great stuff uh, this year. A lot of artists that are featured on this and like they feature on each other's albums. So you got like Fat Ray, who is on this song that we're going to hear. And then Just or J-U-S, he's on this album as well. Zaloopers, who's another rapper, did the artwork. So there's like a great community going on at Bruiser Brigade Records. And they put out a lot of good stuff this year. But Bruiser Wolf's Dope Game Stupid is definitely my favorite album to come out of Bruiser Brigade Records. And uh, I really recommend going to watch the... Uh, it's called Magnum Scenes. They were like, it was sponsored by Trojan, but it was on Up, Up Rocks. And it's just like a mini documentary about his life. Interviews all the Bruiser Brigade people. And they just talk about Bruiser. And like Danny Brown just speaks so highly of him and says like, he's like a, just like such a great, like working class, hardworking guy. Um, and he's just seems like such a sweet dude, a nice guy. And he's just a poet. And uh, a genius he can be doing a funny turn of phrase and then pack a punch the next line he definitely brings some lightness and to some humor to like heavy topics um and most importantly he has the most unique voice you could ask for uh up there with danny brown and he tells the story in the little uh doc video that danny brown saw him perform and came up to him and said Hey man, you're an instrument. I don't know if you realize that or something like that. So there's a song featuring Danny Brown called I'm an instrument. And it's great. Cause he's like, I got my own sound. I'm an instrument, which he says throughout the album, but we're going to listen to the song middlemen featuring fat Ray, which has some great fat bass. It's such a jam and it comes right in the middle of the album. And this is a pretty dynamic album. A lot of different sounds, but bruiser just is bringing bring in the fire to every song i'm excited let's do it i'm gonna be the middleman between bruiser and you here you go let's take a listen to bruiser wolf featuring fat ray with middlemen Bruiser Brigade. Oh. Wins and leaves. to a quarter to a half to a whole 
Catch me in the hood making pros. No, I'm not your middleman. No, I'm not a literate. Ticket too high. That mean I only make a little. Make a little. Did you make bread and lose your head? Somebody cut the raw and we lost the spread. I wish I would have known what I know. Cause back when it was a drought, that lane had the snow for the snow. And I was stupid cause you know I took it. Shit, I got to the crib and I couldn't cook it. But it's clear why you still scheming. You got taxed like I got taxed, but I'm still eating. Yeah, you went 25, 45, 75, 75. Them prices too high. You don't want me to buy, homie. Hood money, good money, where I'm from. Detroit City, everybody sells something. I'm the middleman. Middle, 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 middle man. Put tax on me, Lord. I don't buy no more. You ain't got a supply no more. Have mercy on middlemen. Middle, 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 middle man. Put tax on me, no matter how I try. No matter how much I buy. Have mercy on me. The Dauphine's my best friend. My best friend. The Dauphine, my best friend. My best friend. The Dauphine's my best friend. My best friend. The Dauphine, my best friend. Told myself just to get paid, get paid. All this trapping got me in the maze, in the maze. Told myself to get paid. But all this trapping got me in the maze. I got text cause he beat me to the punch. Trying to get the high high for some fragrance. I got text cause he beat me to the punch. Trying to get the high high for some fragrance. You know I ain't like Middle man. Gotta give that a hot diggity dog. I you better disappointed that song. I uh, I had gone to the album to listen to this because I want to kind of check out, and it yeah. rolled into the next song like two seconds, and I was like, "Damn it, I I want to hear more." Oh. Like I I yeah. really wait. Was struggled. that bottles of Anejo next yeah. song? Yeah, yeah, that's good one. I this um, Luke. Sometimes you serve up some some songs on the pod that I'm like disappointed I can't listen to right now, uh, because we yeah. have to record the pod right. The, um, well, I got to give credit to my uh, cousin, Brian LeBen. He actually just his new bar none hip hop column is up there over at off shelf. I'll be plugging it again later. But uh, so he recommended this one to me and I was like, oh, I had not heard of this and just was sucked in. And I love in that song. I mean, you hear bruisers like that like high voice yeah. that he does and that like is his voice like speaking but you know he's pushing it out a little more you know uh for the music and uh it's it's just so good and so unique and he just uses it in so many like different ways i love on the song dope game stupid he's like dope game stupid it's like just so fun how he like does a little like bouncy like stutter there it's like he just brings such cool things to it and also like talks about the dope game being stupid and he just talks about you know tells his story in a really interesting way and like i said he brings humor and lightness but still like is making powerful statements like in that song he's saying uh told myself just to get paid all this trapping got me in a maze like being being sucked into it you know you're just like i need to make some money and then like before you know it 
maybe years have passed. Maybe you're, you're sucked in, you know, and I, I speak of this from no experience myself, obviously, but, um, just like the way he presents it there where it's like, it's really catchy and smooth, but then it's like, he's actually, you got to listen to what he's saying. Cause he's like, he's really making some great points. And there's a lot of like really fun and funny turns of phrase. Uh, I love, I'm here for the commas, period, semicolon, one of my favorite lines. Uh, <laughs> and there's so many great ones like that. And then I feel like the on the very last track is really where he gets the most personal on a very personal album. It's called Mama Was a Dope Fiend. And he talks about his mom in, in the uh, doc, too. And, like, you know, she obviously struggled with substance abuse. And he just, like, it's really touching and like a a different performance that you hear on the rest of the album you can tell this is so emotional like and his voice just has like a different like ferocity to it and he talks about like crying when writing it and it's it's such a powerful album closer and i i love the way they did it where it's like you know i mean he's talking about a lot of emotional things throughout but that one is really just like the closing punch and you're like holy shit and uh so yeah, this one is definitely a bit more of an upbeat. There's many different yeah. vibes and moods going on. I'm it's excited an to incredible hear it. album, for I'm, sure. I'm really excited. Yeah. So that was Bruiser Wolf with Middlemen featuring Fat Ray from Dope Game Stupid, and that is out now on Bruiser Brigade Records. Oh, Luke, did did you bring the vibes? Oh, did you check your butt? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, thank God they're here. Okay. I, I was worried because I knew I was responsible for the vibes. Uh, this yes, episode. yeah. So You uh, had vibe duties. Oh, ooh. and literally because they were in your butt. Yeah. Who would have thought? I got a track today that brings us vibes moment one. And this is a track from Space Face. It's great name. Yeah, it's great, right? I It's, it's just, uh, it's got that little red squiggle in Word where my notes are. And like get like, this get, is not get a it word. together, word. This this name should be a word. Space face. Yeah, kind of reminds me of Taserface from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Exactly. Uh, this Memphis and LA hailing five piece includes members Matt Strong, Eric Martin, Daniel Quinlan, newly added Katie Pierce of Pierced, and uh, founder Matt Ingalls of the Flaming Lips. What? So there's a really strong lineup to this group, and. Uh, they describe themselves as a retro futurist dream rock group that dips the toe in to psychedelic pop and delivers a dazed out indie pill dancing on the fringe of post disco. Okay. Wow, what a description. Yeah. Here's a quote from Matt Ingalls. It's about that dreamlike state of wondering where you could be in your own life if you had just taken that left down the other road instead of taking a right. Mm. It's this inescapable feeling that sometimes you slipped into an alternate reality without realizing and you think, my God, is this my life? There's another one for me out there. Dude, that's that's real. I mean. That's a feeling I very yeah. much uh, feel. How did I get times. here? This is not my beautiful yep. house. <laughs> no. This is not my beautiful wife. Um, it's, uh, I do, do believe we live in the evil timeline. So like on a grander scale, I very much understand yes. this, but with all this space face brings the vibes. 
So let's check out Space Face with Long Time featuring Labrys. all the podcasts in all the world you had to bring the vibes to mine <laughs> well done lordy lordy very gordy oh yeah you had me you, you wasn't sure i was gonna get it yep um no just had an intro um that was such a great fat bass vibe yeah. track super catchy loved the little like chimes in there too uh great sound i loved it as you said from moment one i was like this is mm-hmm. perfect i'm hooked yeah, it's a really cool track. I'm excited to hear more. There, uh, this is a 2022 for there this album. Oh yeah, so we got Gotta something to add look forward to. List. to. Yeah. Also, you know, my grooves playlist is where I put some of my vibiest, jammiest uh, tracks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're just like a really catchy, good song, but usually I love some fat bass and some like synthy haze. You know, so I just threw that on in there. Right away, I was just like, from the first second, that's going in grooves, no question. You'll love to so. see it. Yep. That was Space Face featuring Labrys with Long Time from Animoa out January 28th, 2022 via Mothland. Animoa? And a maybe. I said that right. 
Kev, you feeling froggy? Always. You feeling catty? Constantly. I just ask because frog songwriting, cute cat having, prolific and dynamic rapper and artist Aesop Rock is back with new music. In some ways, he never left because I've just been listening to Long Legged Larry since I played it on this podcast so many months ago. Indeed. Yes. And that, of course, is what I was referencing the frog song and then Kirby song about his cat, which Kirby uh, does get referenced on this new album that we're about to talk about. Uh, he says Kirby's a good rapper. And I yelled at Kevin in the discord to look at the cute picture of Kirby that I posted in there. I did. So I love Kirby and Aesop's relationship. They're adorable. Um, yeah. But. If you're not in the best song ever Discord yet, you're missing out on pictures of you're cats, missing, which you can was, find nowhere else on the internet. No. Uh, and it was Kirby curled up on his synth. It was so cute. It was very cute. And Kirby looks kind of like my cat, Nico. So, you know, I love that. But it is true. Aesop Rock is back uh, alongside his longtime collaborator, producer extraordinaire, Blockhead. Which, uh, if you're not familiar with Blockhead Kevin, he is produced from the likes. He is produced for the likes of Homeboy Sandman, who is also on this album. Who I pl- uh, talked about his EP earlier in this year. He's also produced for Armand Hammer, who uh, recently had that album with The Alchemist. Yeah. Uh, that's the duo of Billy Woods and Elucid, and he produced. A lot for Billy Woods, including the album Known Unknowns, which is what I interviewed Billy for uh, like four years ago now, uh-huh. I think. And we talked about Blockhead and I was like, it all came rushing back to me. I was like, oh, shit, that was that album. That's amazing. You know what I'd um, like to see out of Spotify? What's that? I want to see like better producer credentials featured. On yeah, albums. yeah. And I mean, everyone does it I, differently, but I have to go to Genius to yeah. find out. Yeah, and like this album, you can see is ASAP Rock and Blockhead. Like that makes yeah. a lot of sense. I just producers no. have so become so like critical to albums. They always have been, but like they've they've garnered these personalities and portfolios or resumes yeah. that are really critical. And like more often than not, if you want a similar sound, you shouldn't go towards the artist. You should go towards the. producer producer because that's true they might have something that like you really like from that album so and there have been a lot of hip-hop artists this year where they're doing a straight and i mean in recent years doing a straight like collaboration with the producer both of them are credited but they don't always do that you know um especially with the bigger rappers it's like i get it yeah um but uh, Blockhead's production is great on this. A lot of like interesting like synth and orchestration, but still incorporating samples. And uh, this, while Blockhead and Aesop's collaborative relationship began in the 90s, this is their first full-length album together, and it's awesome. It's called Garbology. And uh, before making this, it's called Garbology, and before making this album, Aesop was grieving the loss of a friend, which resulted in a bit of a lull in his creative work, and he just wanted to do something creative. Uh, and so that's sort of where this album was born out of. And I can relate to that, you know, because I had a similar situation where I lost a friend this year. And uh, so I totally get how that grief can sort of interrupt you 
expressing yourself musically that way and it can take some time to sort of process and uh Aesop said this about the title garbology is defined as the study of the material discarded by society to learn what it reveals about social or cultural patterns I find a lot of parallels between that and the idea of picking up pieces after a loss or period of intense unrest and seeing what's really there it's information that speaks to who I am, who we are, and how we move forward. Furthermore, the idea of digging through old, often neglected music from another time with an ear tuned for taking in that data in a different way than your average listener would is exactly what Block does. And we're going to listen to the song Jazz Hands. Yes, I saw you shaking your hands there, Kevin, but the revolution's not going to have jazz hands, so put those things away. Uh, Damn it! Here's Aesop Rock and blockhead with jazz hands love note to the whole fuck show postmarked from a lighthouse in a blunt smoke dear motherfuckers i'm teetering if you must know wolf at the door like a bug to the fructose niece on the phone saying ian you should visit more we could build forts what a pig's court civil war miss you miss you more see you on the far side scuffed shoes couple new scars in the archive I'm not here to pull scarves out, here to pick tumblers underwater with his arms bound. From in chains to the heart of where art thou? I'm out there down the throat, grabbing a letter guard tower. Down a spray piss on a cop car. It's rage in the form of Renaissance art. Can't treat it like a job at the stockyard and feign shock when they turn a block to a pockmark. Stock parts knocking on mock one at Camp Low. Amped up, eyes glowing, unknown pantones. Drive till it feels like a Van Gogh. Lest I cheat a Misa Manalope. Partly cloudy, palpable panic in the troposphere. Wake a giant poker bear. We don't do smoke and mirrors. We do do a med kit and spare clothes. Leave a motherfucker nowhere close. New superpower that I picked up in a frenzy. I could draw a roof on fire from memory. Each and every sketch another bloodletting In the wake of escalation and excessive rubbernecking The champ can't look away, drink it in Strobe light, smoke, no life, no lifeguard, sink or swim Ring around the king of pain, bring a seat him in a fin You either see the vision or dinner with demolition men Boom, flame to the fuse to the barrel I step into the room, split an arrow with an arrow The first trick shot is just to show him that I dabble I will not be aiming for the apple Lately I treat every interaction as a living wake Thanking people close to me before the photo pixelate New day folk down I play the game different Changed and going from being chased to playing chicken Get your whole roadmap Pac-Man Black mask snack on whatever's in the dash cam It's not an ad hashtag or a tap dance Patsy the revolution will not have jazz hands I know you're really gonna matter to the heart and mind That shit that make you park the car and scream into the dark at night Some days I wanna build a rocket to the Carmen line 1098, keep your head and arms inside, yeah
gotta give that a hot diggity dog. A hot steaming pile of garbage diggity dog because it's garbology. It's it's a great song. ASAP Rock delivers a amazing hip hop performance. Like without a doubt, knew I was gonna get that. It delivered. I love it. I want to yeah. talk about the production. Yeah, because that a lot of interesting stuff was cool. I mean, we yeah. we always listen to this stuff on a on a pretty good pair of headphones, and there was this like really low sax in the mm-hmm. la- like the second half of the song that kind of like it it bounced between like it panned back and forth. You but love it, that shit. It, yeah, I, I really do. But it felt like it was kind of like in the back of my skull for that part of the song, and yeah. it just like it was this. I love some sax. I love some panning. It just, it really like, I, it's all I could like hear. Yeah. In that song. Well, and, I, and, I, and then the, the, the last third of the song is, is instrumental yeah. and it kind of has this drone to it. I was just like sitting there just like enveloped in the sound. So right. I, I, I know I love, I love letting the beat rock at the end and then they do like a little outro too, uh, which is awesome. But I love that guitar part because that like is really what like hooked me in first and then like they hold the drums back so far but like it's still so engaging because it starts with those like woozy swirling synths and sax and then uh that guitar comes in and then just when the drums kick in it's just so satisfying because like his performance is building and building and then the music's building to that point and then it just goes instrumental from there on out so good that's uh yeah that rules i uh I miss this album. Is this new? Like, did this just come out? Oh, last Friday. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Um, that's why. Because last Friday there was like yeah a million new albums packed. But this was one that I uh, I saw and I was like, oh, I gotta check this out. And it's so good. The song after this, Wolf Piss, is super good. Uh, the song Fizz Incredible. has a great <laughs> yeah. Fizz has like some good fat bass that was thrown on the Grooves playlist. Uh, so there's a lot of really great songs in this. I was uh, super excited. And, you know, it doesn't feel like Aesop Rock's been gone that long, but uh, it has been a bit of a gap. And I'm just glad we got a full new album and a collaboration with these two. Who knows? This could end up on the year-end list, too. Dude, I'm really worried. I uh, I said I needed to get my ship blown up, but between last week and this week and what's to come, I... Know. I this top 10 list is is really getting ripped to shreds yep but um that's that's the fun of it it is so that was aesop rock and blockhead with jazz hands from garbology that is out now on rhyme sayers just in time for us to wrap up aesop rock my cat nico just jumped into my frame behind me i uh, don't know if you can see her kev but again i I think maybe just Aesop Rock being played just attracts cats. So she's just staring at Radiohead's Kid A on the wall. <laughs> uh, she's really looking more towards Bonnie Vare's uh, 22 a million, but I don't know what she's doing. She likes to just watch lights and shit. So hey, who doesn't? She's nutty. You know, Luke, this podcast is just full of garbage. Um,. Yeah, I it's, mean, I guess. No, I mean, listen, you're dishing up Garbology, ASAP, Brock's yep. Blockhead's new album. And this next artist has just put out Hot Garbage. What? I am, of course, That's speaking perfect. about Milo Korbensky's new album, Hot Garbage. 
Of course. Yeah. Which uh, wow came out a few months That's ago, some... and uh, it's not hot garbage. Like it's great. Yeah, that's some serendipitousness that we got two garbage albums on the same. Uh, Best episode. song ever, filled with the garbage boys. Hell yeah! Uh, this album rules. I gave it a listen recently, and it's just this really interesting kind of low key electric pop project that just uh, it goes in some cool places. On this album, there's a great pair of songs uh, near the end. Uh, the first of which is like I love him parentheses. It's supposed to be L I L H interlude, like the song, like like I love him interlude. But I do prefer to think of it as Lil Hinterlude. <laughs> and then, just like Slothrust. Yeah, and then like I love you, and these are both two songs like with a similar like vibe and and meaning to them that have like a pair of cool driving electronic beats. And uh, they might be my favorite part of the album, but it's the first single that really caught my attention, and it's this moody, dark track with some really cool instrumentation and a melody that's been stuck in my head for uh, for a good part of the day. So why don't we give a listen to Milo Krabensky with Witch in the Cut. Thank you. 
Well, that was certainly not hot garbage. That was cool sound. I liked the the interesting synth sound going on there. And uh, I do have a issue with the title because why you got a witch in the cut? You need to cut those witches out your life. Get the, you the, don't want them casting hexes on you? The what, worst you thing you can do. Up there? The worst thing you could do with a cut is get a witch in it. Yeah. That's what Neosporin's for. Oh, right. Yeah. It burns yeah. if you get a witch in your cut. Yeah. It's a cool track. It's a cool album. I really enjoy it. It's like a nine track, 30 minute project, which I think is just nice. It's where I want to exist in life. It's just like a really con- concise, well produced, interesting album. You don't want to exist in a 30 song re release with eight new songs? Because, I mean, it's a lot, right? Like, I, <laughs> it's a lot. I don't want to elicit the wrath of anybody but it's it's a long project like i listened to it friday morning and then friday night Annie was like do you want to listen to red and i was like no like i already spent <laughs> a 12th of my day with that album i yeah. don't need to spend a sixth of my day i had to get through it once and then i was like and i'll just go back and listen to the couple yeah absolutely standouts. like i yeah. i have returned to since but man it's long but I got his back on Taylor Swift somehow. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. That was Milo Krabensky with Witch in the Cut off of Hot Garbage out now. Witch in the Cut? Witch in the Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Another D&D joke from our games when Witch yes. Bolt is used. Witch Bolt? The Witch Bolt. Witch Bolt. The Witch Bolt. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, my next song comes from a... LA-based indie pop duo. Uh, this was my first introduction to them. Their new album, Mer- Mercurial... Oh, boy. Mercurial... Mercurial One more time. World. Give me which another? is very hard to say. <laughs> What'd you say? I was, I was doing like a give me one more. Yeah. Uh, Mercurial World. Give me one more? Um, No. And... Uh, I think uh, that's the perfect, like, bendy, twisty uh, sort of name for an album like this. Yeah. Because I love the, uh, I mean, there's definitely a bit of a vibey, you know, synth synth pop thing going on. And even with, like, a little bit of a psychedelic influence, too. And I love the, like, press photos of them in, like, these weird, like, colorful outfits all shot in fisheye lens. So I, I like the sort of like psychedelic synth pop thing they got going on. The, I I was familiar with this album um, before today because I like I think it was on TikTok or something. I just saw like a very attention grabbing like listen to Magdalena Bay like post uh. somewhere. I was like, what the fuck is that? Like it was, it was and it worked. Yeah, well. N- I like saw the album coming out a couple weeks later and was like, oh, that was that weird thing I saw that I forget now, but like <laughs> kind of got stuck in my head. And this album's really cool. I, uh, yeah, I really like it's, is it hyper pop? Like that's a, such a broad genre. Like it's not, but it feels like it's in that vein. It, it ventures into that territory yeah. a, at times, but uh, yeah, it's just super good. Like the song I'm going to play, which is a uh, which is called "Dawning of the Season." It almost has like a westerny. Like I f- could see it being in like a Quentin Tarantino movie, mm-hmm. uh, and 
it's it's a really interesting sound, but then it's still like a catchy, cool synth pop song too. So yeah, yeah. a lot of these songs cool have stuff. that kind of cinematic finish to them. Yeah, which I love. You know, we that Polo and Pan album we loved because it was so cinematic, and I love uh, when that's incorporated in a in a cool way. And Mercurial World proposes an abstract theory of time and explores the staggering what-ifs that make up the human experience. I mean, we've already dug dug into that a little bit in this episode, those what-ifs. Uh, certainly loved Marvel's what-if. Uh, and Tenenbaum says, Mercurial World has a lot of outsized themes on it, like destiny, death, and doing the impossible. It's not exactly a concept album, but we love prog rock, so we love a concept. So, tis the season to listen to Magdalena Bay with Dawning of the Season. Yes. 
Yeah, I gotta give that a hot tickety dog. Uh, For sure. Of the hot dogs. Um, I, that song <laughs> nice. ruled. Would have had this regardless. I like it already. Not mad about listening again. But yeah. that key change. Holy oh. shit. Are you kidding me That's with that shit? So good. Yeah. And I mean, talk about you love some sax. You got a little there in the end. There's just just a hint of a little sax and just some great bass. And uh, I love that chorus. So catchy. Yeah. But yeah, great sound. I really want to spend some more time with this album because I only listened a couple times, but I love their sound and their whole vibe. So I need to yeah, spend some more time with I it. I do too. I listened to it and I remember like liking it, but this song hit so good um, yeah. that like I really needed to really like focus on it. Yeah. Um as we speak, or actually it was more like a couple segments ago, uh I was Spotify stalking my cousin Brian and he was listening to Hysterical Us uh from Magdalena Bay and I, he was like re-listening to the album and I was like Hey, you're listening to them, and I'm about to play them. So that's fun. That um, is fun. It's so fun. And he agrees that this album is a great album. Going to be on my best albums of the year list. My big one, for sure. I don't know if it's making top 20. We'll see. But yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be on the big one. I might just blow up my top 10, Luke. I feel like I've got a bunch up there that I really like. But, like, I've... I'm limiting myself. Like, I got to start over. Here's what you need to do. You need to just fuck with it, see how you feel, and then fuck with it some more, and just yeah. be like, you know? And then I like, got no, too I many locks. Right. Put that back. You yeah. know? I'm like, these are my favorite eight albums, and I'm trying to fit two yeah. more into that slot, and like, there's like six more that need to get in there. I got to just... You got to follow your heart. Trust your butt. And never listen to my brain. Yep. Men always thinking with their butts. Am I right? Constantly. <laughs> All right. So that was Magdalena Bay with Dawning of the Season from Mercurial World. Oh, I nailed it that time. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that is out now. Thank you. Thank you. That is out now on Luminel Records. And we got one thing left to do, and that's talk about the music we're excited for. In shouts, Luke. These yes. these troublesome brothers are back. Oh, those trouble bubbles! A live album from 1996, and I've I am of course speaking about Oasis. Uh, oh Nebworth, boy, 1996. Oh, That's, those Manchester boys. Those Gallagher uh, just bros can't get along. No, I uh, but. Before they couldn't get along with David Albarn back in the day with the whole Blur Oasis feud. Yeah. Um, but now they can't get along with each other. Mm-hmm. Sad. I think uh, I think these Gallagher's are picking a fight sometimes. Hate to see it. We also have Kay Trinata with the Intimidated EP. I always love to see new music from him. I feel like for sure his his uh, debut came out, and for quite a while he didn't put out any more music. Like, I was waiting, yeah. but it hadn't come out. And now we are, like, K. Trinata, Renaissance. Like, there's been a lot of projects to come out since. Yeah. And he's done, like, a million features, so that's probably why. Yeah. A friend of the pod, Mr. Twin Sister, with Almundo Azul. 
I nice. played these guys earlier in the year. It was a really yeah. cool track. I'm uh, I'm excited to hear more. I don't know if it's the album featuring the song that I played once upon a time, and I'm definitely not vamping trying to find the title of it. Expressions. But I'm excited for new music. Nice. Uh, someone from last episode, Ladyhawk, Time Flies, yeah. that's out today. Really liked that Michelle track. Michelle for herself. Yes. No, Luke, she was Catwoman. <laughs> no, she's Ladyhawk too, I'm pretty sure. In the Matthew Broderick movie. I've never seen it, though. I don't know what movie this is. This is a movie from the 80s, Lady Godzilla? Hawk. No. How many episodes can we bring up the Godzilla movie soundtrack in a row? <laughs> oh, Let's yes, fucking Godzilla go. The album. And uh, finally. There's some good songs on the Lady Hawk soundtrack, though. I I gotta go find it. Uh, finally, we've got Ovlov with Buds. I heard a single off of this, and it was really fun and cool. And uh, I am excited to hear more. I think we played them on the podcast a very long time ago. All right, you're done? I'm done. What you got, Luke? All right. Well, of course, Adele with 30. Just She just keeps having birthdays and naming albums after them. Is she really 30? I'm older than her? What the fuck? That's weird. Is Adele older than me, younger than you? Uh, probably. Adele is 33 years old. Oh, okay. So this is probably material from when she was 30, just getting around to releasing what it now. The fuck? She's Lodge du Christ. How? The age that Jesus died in. 33? What, do you think she was younger? No, I thought she was 30 because the album was called that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's false advertising, but whatever. I uh, didn't know you were a liar, Adele. Right? Hello? A liar. <laughs> um, <laughs> Adele, more like a liar. <laughs> nice. Then we got Isaiah Rashad. Amazing. Love him. He's on my top 20 for yeah. sure. Um, With Homies Begged, which is a compilation. So that's cool. I actually don't know a lot of his previous work. So I need to go back and listen to some of that. And I'll check out this. Um. Then we got another compilation, Cassandra Jenkins, an overview on an overview on phenomenal nature, which was an album of hers. So I'm assuming it's you, like a, you like you skipped there, Luke. You you repeated yourself. An overview on that's in parentheses. Then an overview on phenomenal nature. So I'm wondering if it's a new take on that album, an overview of phenomenal nature. Parentheses are so hot these days. Yeah, it's it's a lot for me. Oh, you talking about Taylor's version? Of course. Nice. Um, then we got K Flay with Outside Voices EP. K Flay's cool rocker. Yeah. Looking for some good rock music. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, so yeah, that's it. That's what we got for this week. Uh, of course, we are but the humble sons of three daddies. We are a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Go check out all the great stuff on Planet Ants digital podcast network uh i recommend the new uh dad talks was really good where they ranked the tv dads um also scaring is sharing just did an episode on train to busan one of the best horror movies of all time so 
Go check those out and join our Discord at planetant.com slash best song ever. And then, of course, offshelf.net. Go check out Bar None, my cousin's hip hop column. Uh, they also just released the new zine with more highlights from the or- Origins Gaming Conference. So go check that out. Lots of good stuff over there. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. I'm Luke LeBen saying, check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase your ex back to their place so you can get your scarf back this is best song ever luke's version no this has been a production of planet amp podcast powered by pinecast